Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the One Touch Podcast. Joined today as always by my what's 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 a different word? What's what's a good word I can use to describe you today, Junior? I don't know, you could have come in like with my best friend or like my co-host <laughs> or something. I don't know, bro. <laughs> you shouldn't anyway, be looking for words to describe me, Oh, man. my days, bro. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm joined by my co-host, as he said, Junior. Uh, yeah, let's let's get it going. How are you feeling today, bro? Yeah, bro, I'm, I'm ready to talk about a lot of things, man. A lot of things. What? Especially coming off the back of a 9-0. <laughs> <laughs> did you actually, did you did you get to watch did you did you get to watch the game? Bro, I'm not even gonna lie to you. So I actually wasn't gonna watch it and then uh-huh. um I just so happy I knew the game was on, but like I wasn't yeah. really gonna watch it. And then I actually caught it like five minutes in and I'm sitting there, you know, thinking that okay, um and like the so the pitch was like drenched and, and you know just raining. Yeah, it was raining, yeah, it was raining, it was raining, I remember. So that. bro, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, this is gonna be like a zero zero or one zero because like there was no quality in like the first ten minutes, eh? Because the ball was getting stuck in the water and all that. Mm-hmm. Bro, I started seeing things happening, bro. One after the next, I'm thinking, oh my days. Didn't uh, South Africa get a record? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So as the first goal went in, uh-huh. and then like literally VAR said, okay, Redman, um, what's his name, Bertrand, red card. Oh, is he the one who got the red card? Yeah, bro. Oh my days. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get to watch the game, unfortunately. It's the maddest thing that I've seen, bro. I'm not even. And I'm sitting there thinking, please get eight, please get nine, please get nine. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to keep them coming in. Yeah, bro, cause, and then it goes to like, to, like, the last minute, right? So, yeah. left half an attack goes, it's the 90th something minute. There's two minutes added on. Left half an attack, it gets broken down. Southampton take the ball past the offline. and I'm thinking, okay, eight. I wanted nine, you know, I wanted the record. And then, I literally look back up, bro, and I see Jamie Vardy through on goal. I'm thinking, ah, penalty. Wait, did he score? Just, yeah, yeah, to take uh, it, bro. It's a Mazda. That's a Mazda. But yeah, anyway. Um, that's that's gonna be our first point of debate or subject of 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 the day, basically. How Southampton have come from being one of the the best teams in England in terms of players they 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 produce themselves from the academy, and even the ones they in the in the last couple of seasons, the players that they've gotten to attract, like the likes of uh, Sadio Mane. We've uh, who else? Who else? The, there's a oh, there's, VVD, bro. bro. There's a crazy amount of players that these guys have had, man. They've had VVD, Mane. They've had um, uh, what's his name? Lalana. Bro, there's too many players to actually mention if we actually think about it. But they could have a serious team if they had kept all those players. Oxley Chamberlain too, bro. Walcott. Yeah. I swear Gareth Bale came from Southampton. I know, I know, bro. That insane. That yeah, exactly. They had Lovren, Gareth Bale, Klein, Luke Shaw, Lovren, all these all these names, bro. It's, it's actually mad. And I think because right now, in the recent couple of years, bro, they've had a system where they just, you know, sell a player. Oh, hope. bro, and wait, wait, I'm sorry, bro. Then like I just have to Look, Dusan Tadic. Yeah, I know. I'm, listen, bro, bro, the list, the list goes on. It goes yeah. on and on. 
And it's just proven that last season might have been their breaking point where they had their coach, uh, Mauricio Pellegrino, when they fired him, basically. And then now they have their new coach in and it's just proven to be the same situation this this season as well. Bro, honestly, um, I think the problem with them is, like, if you look at the previous coaches they had and the players and the squads they, you know, they were able to build, and obviously with Southampton's, um, you know, youth policies and their their great youth system. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had Ronald Koeman. You right. know what I mean? I know that. I know they, yeah. they have, bro. Even that didn't. Nah, they didn't have Lodger. I was about to lie. But they've, you know, exactly. That's that's and the kind. That's the caliber. You know I mean? Yeah, that's the caliber of manager they've they've even attracted to such a club like Koeman. Great player, great coach. Proving with the Netherlands now, Pochettino. We all we don't even need to get onto him. He's he's a proven coach as well. And yeah, bro, like even bro. Pellegrino's a proven coach. I know bro. Bro. he used to coach one of the, the best teams. He's won so many of the uh, league earns in France, bro. Yeah. He's... I know, bro. It's 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 pretty mad. It's pretty mad. Cause now we have them sitting in eighteenth place on the log and it's not looking good for them at all. It's not looking good. They have won two games this season, tied two and lost six, minus sixteen goal difference, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's look. It's looking peak. Yeah, it's looking peak. What's the way forward, though? Um, the way forward, bro. Honestly, I'm not sure if. Look, I like Ralph Hausenhutel. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think he's a he's a bad coach. I also just think the kind of the crop of players they have now and their recruitment system over the last couple of years, right, hasn't been the best. And um, because who could you say looking at this squad? Who could you say? Could be a catalyst to make a difference in a game if you if you if you need a different you know what I mean like they don't really have that out and out player who we can say they can depend on. Like, Honestly, um, they've got a, yeah they've got a few. I mean, um, in terms of ability, mm-hmm. uh, Sofia and Buffal is unmatched, bro. He's, I know, I know, he's, he's a star. He's special. Star. Yeah, he's special. He just needs to sort out his attitude, and you know, want to improve every game. But I mean, uh, Ryan Bertrand, bro. Unfortunately, didn't watch that game, but. He could have actually been man of the match, honestly, if Leicester didn't catch if Leicester didn't score nine, but he was on it. I've never seen someone play so well when they lose nine zero. But looking at Buffal, as you said, we all know you know how capable he is to be a top player. But just this season alone he has eleven shots on goal, five on target, and he has a one big chance missed. And for stats he only has two assists this season, and that's that's about it for him, you get me. And they need him to start performing if if they're gonna make Make it out of the relegation zone. You think you think they'll be able to do that? Um, that's a tricky one, honestly. Because okay, looking at the table, Southampton are 18th, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't see Norwich, unfortunately, coming out of there. But yeah, Southampton might just be in the mix. It's going to be a tricky one, honestly. But this is mad, bro. Watford could actually get relegated. Yeah, no, what could really that's get crazy today? Because, nah, I mean, their next game is Chelsea as well, so... Yeah, and Chelsea on their tough. good run of form, that's going to be... That looks like another L. Yeah. And quickly, on to the, the team that benefited off that 9 nine 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 nothing result, Leicester. Well, what, what, should their, what should their targets be for this coming season, looking at it? Because right now, they're sitting in third position, 20 points. Oh, no, it, it has six top four. Your top four, you think? Yeah, they, obviously. Um, I think going into the season, they're thinking break into top six. You know, try yeah, yeah. disrupt something. But now, 
10 games into the season, a third into the season. Mm-hmm. Bro, they should be looking at trying to... And obviously, they need to take advantage of the situation that Tottenham's in, right. United's in, and Arsenal. There's just a bit of problems, and they are flowing. Do you think they're going to be able to finish in the top four? Because for me personally, looking at it now, I I could confidently say they could finish in the top six. Definitely could. Top four, you think you think they can do that? Um, top four is a tricky one, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Top four, I don't know. But because, bro, if I'm looking at every position, um, you know, that they have, um, right. they've got like a lot of solid players. You know, you've got Vardy, who's just going to be consistent. And if he's not scoring, he's doing something up there. You know what I mean? He's hustling of defenders and he's just... And, and you have... tell him and the break yeah, yeah. this season, bro. He's, he's sure. special, yeah. He was, he was always going to be a star, though. And now we're gonna look at <laughs> gonna look at your star man real quick, Johnny Evans. <laughs> I told you about Johnny Evans, bro. I told you about Johnny uh, Evans. Banter, you clown. No, but I mean, bro, Johnny Evans is he's doing so well. There's, you can't even fault him in anything he's done. I, I, I think Brendan Rodgers is what he does to players at the training field. Is mm-hmm. you know everyone just looks happy, you know, and that's the thing when you play under him. And um, I think he's just a fantastic coach, honestly. So you think? The credit, most of the credit should be to towards Brendan, you said. Yeah, I mean, okay, since the since he took over, no mm-hmm. team has. Um, I think only is it Liverpool, Liverpool has won that, more. Yeah, than yeah, 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 for sure. So no, they're looking good. Yeah, no, that's really that's really something. Yeah, and, and he had taken over them, and they were in the bottom half of the table. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they on a slump when he, when he did take over. That's true. That's true. And the things that he's done to Jamie Vardy, I mean, wow. No I think, player in the I think, I think, has scored more than Vardy. Uh, bro, that's 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 a bit of a that's a bit of a reach. I can't say. No, yeah, no I, player. I'm, I'm actually that's a yeah, bad, but bro. like, how's how's that credit to to Brendan Rodgers though? I think the way his system it suits Vardy, and I think I think actually both of them are just a match for each other. The way Vardy wants to play, and yeah. the way uh, Rodgers wants to play as well, it just falls into each other's hands. You know what I mean? Right. No, fair enough, fair enough. And moving right on quickly to the Tottenham and Liverpool game yesterday at Anfield. What do you what do you make of that game yesterday, bro? That's a fantastic game of football, yeah. bro, honestly. Yeah, I did actually get to to watch the whole game. So yeah, it was really pretty entertaining. I watched honestly, over, I'm conflicted, yeah. I watched over United and Norwich actually. So that that's yeah, well. that, that, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, but honestly, yeah. I'm conflicted because I'm thinking, okay, I don't want Tottenham to even to just come a bit closer to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And I don't want Liverpool to, to, to break away. And, and I'm uh, like I, I tweeted uh, on my Twitter just a couple of days ago that Chelsea's going for the league. And I'm, I'm actually believing it, bro. Junior, Junior, quit playing, man. We don't have time for this, bro. <laughs> okay, now, but back this. to the game. I mean, nah, I've never... <laughs> bro, Liverpool stepped up the gear every 10 minutes, bro. I've never seen anything like that. That's bro, you, the craziest you, thing I've ever seen. You know where that result leaves Tottenham now? Yes, yeah. if you, if you, if you don't know, they're sitting in eleventh. Eleventh, bro. Eleventh. Ten games into the season, eleventh with three wins. Well, honestly, considering that United was what fourteenth before yeah, they yeah. beat Norwich, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. You think you think you think they could turn it around? Well, honestly, I think they were unlucky yesterday. Honestly, yes, Liverpool did dominate the game, but that's according to the way Tottenham set up. You know, they were compact. They right. they got the early goal and they were playing on the break. 
Yeah. More or less like what United did. So honestly, in, according to the game plan, it was spot on. Yeah. They're obviously just a bit unlucky. Um, if Son had if Son had scored, I scored that one that hit the bar. Yeah, and made it yeah, two yeah. nil. I think it was it was game over. Liverpool would have maybe pinched one, but it was game over. Because I mean, looking at their last five results now, they've lost two one to Liverpool at, at Anfield, one one draw against White, uh, Watford, uh, lost three nothing to Brighton. One 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 two one against Southampton and lost two one against Leicester. So that's what that two wins in the last five games. That's yeah, and um, that Watford game should have been another L, obviously. I know, obviously. And looking at the fixtures to come up, they're playing Everton, who have been having a horrid season so far away, and they play Sheffield United at home. So they, I guess, that's the next two fixtures right now. You think they get the result on both of them? So Tottenham is playing um, Everton at Goodson Park. Yeah, Goodson Park. No, I, I don't think they're going to come out there. You, you think so? Yeah, honestly, um, Everton. Everton are the worst team, I think, away from home. Yeah, but when uh, they're home. Yeah, when they're home, and you know, Goodson Park will be bouncing, bro. Honestly, yeah. I don't think they will. Because I listen, mean, both... listen, Tottenham really did play well. Honestly, they did. Oh my days, bro! Everton has four losses in their last five games. <laughs> And bro, I also happened oh to just watch the the Tottenham and Brighton game, bro. That yeah. that was another oh, with the Ever- the, Ever- the, Ever- the, Ever- the Everton and Brighton game. You see, you yeah, said. bro. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I heard um, I, I didn't get to watch it though, but I heard um, there was some controversy with the VAR as well. Yeah, now this VAR thing is a bit of, <laughs> a bit of a mess, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, a bit of say, a mess. Bro. You know, we I mean, um, it was it was what uh, what's his name, Keen. Keane was backpedaling and he stepped on Malpe's foot. Mm-hmm. Unintentional, bro. And it, honestly, bro, I don't yeah. see how that. Yeah, I know. No, that's peak, bro. That's that's peak. But I mean, Everton were leading, and was it the 80, 85th minute? And then they concede two. And ah, oh, bro, honestly, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Silver can't catch a break. Yeah, I, I, that's that's the thing. I mean, I, I know a fan right now. He's been saying that he's he's a fraud. He'd be saying Silver's a fraud, but I, I, I have to disagree though. But I mean, with, with them sitting in 16th position, it's kind of hard to argue with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is kind of hard to argue with that. And then on to your team, real quick, Chelsea Football Club. What are we saying, bro? Bro, I've got to tell you. I've got to tell you. Don't say anything silly. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything silly. But go on. Bro, honestly. Okay, fine, fine. It is a bit far fetched to say Chelsea's going for this. But bro, we're in that kind of mood. You know, there's there's no better feeling than to be a Chelsea supporter right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah, there's yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you hundred percent because I mean even just looking at your last five games, you've played you know, you've played Liverpool in those last five games. You have four wins and, and that loss against Liverpool and you're scoring goals. That's the most important thing. Like the team is actually creating chances and taking them chances, and as as we all we all know, Christian Pulisic three goals this this weekend. Or what kind of a statement does that make towards or to to Frank Lampard? Does do you think do you think do you think he should start? Do you think he deserves he deserves a position in the starting lineup? Um. Okay, listen. Uh, Pulisic comes off the bench against um. Is it Ajax. Newcastle? Yeah, Ajax. no, he Ajax. comes off the bench against Newcastle. No, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and he um, 
he was he was on it, bro. He changed the game. Him and Kovacic uh, changed the game. Mm-hmm. He comes off the bench against Ajax, has an assist. assist. Yeah, he was he was exceptional. Right. He starts the game, scores a hat trick, and then I I also loved what Frank says after the game. He says, "I'm not going to take credit for you know saying that." Okay, um, I'm letting him go at the perfect time, and that's why he scored his hat trick. No, no, no. Obviously, it's credit to Pulisic, you know, having the right attitude, taking his um, his chances. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, I I do think he needs to start the next game. Obviously, he's got a hat trick, but I I do feel maybe Callum is not. Callum also isn't on the best run of form right now. He is young, but um, um, he's just not as hungry, maybe, as Pulisic at the moment. I don't know. But that's the thing. Chelsea really has a good balance. I mean, Pedro's back now. And so it's going to create a lot of competition in those positions, you know, wide left and wide right. Mm-hmm. So what do you, um, do you think going forward, not just like, you know, because right now, obviously, Lampard has a contract with Chelsea until 2022. Do you think he can outlast that, you know, that contract? You think he's signed think... a man until 2030, bro? Okay, go on. You see, that's the, you see, that's what I love right there. Because we had the same situation with Ole. <laughs> <laughs> Ole at the wheel. And then just a season after we make him permanent, he's now, you know, struggling in coats. I guess the only... The only difference I have... The, the only point of criticism I have in terms of Ole and and what he's done at United is the fact that he's been in the job longer mm-hmm. and you can't see he, he, he has no his team goes out there with no identity you don't really know how they want to play they've got a way of playing and they don't play that way week in week out yeah yeah and yes unfortunately you get injuries and stuff but you you play with what you have you know what i mean and that's that's the difference between him and frank frank you can see what he's trying to do yes we ship it we don't keep clean sheets and that the problem that needs but, to be addressed. but you score you're scoring more than you but we're scoring but you, we're open right. we're fluid you can see what we're trying to do yeah no i hear you i hear you with that one so so 100 percent you you're on his you're on his side you think he you think he's the, he's the man to take you forward honestly i do because um Listen, he he's he's been in he has he's been given a situation where, you know, he has no power off, and that's the the transfer ban, mm-hmm. and he's made the best out of that situation. He's, right. he's he's brought up the youth, he's playing them in at the right. Obviously, you know, because we're winning, so we can say he's playing them at the right times. He's getting performances out of his senior players. The combinations he's having with... And listen, and we also have injuries in key positions. Our best defenders out. Rudiger, the most experienced. Okay. N'Golo Kante has been in and out of the team. So, um, Loftus-Cheek is still injured. Pedro's been injured for two months now as well, just like Martial. Right. And that's the thing. A lot of senior players are missing and the team is doing very, very well. No, fair and fine. No, I mean, if you're happy, I'm, you know, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I think he's done great things with, with, with yeah, and Chelsea's Chelsea. going for the league, bro. You think so? 100%. All jokes aside. All jokes aside. Okay, fair enough. I no, think, I, I think, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, nah, I hope, no, I hope he jinx think... it. I actually hope he jinx it. Uh, nah, yeah. bro. Okay, we have to put things into context a little bit. I think, if anything, Leicester and Chelsea are. I mean, okay, and um, Leicester have a transfer window. You know, they can go in January right. and sign a few vital players and they could really cement themselves in top four. And honestly, and Chelsea, with the way they're playing, 
yes, there's, there's, I'm sure there's going to be a dip once or, um, you know, in a so few So you weeks. think, you confidently think with eight points behind the leaders right now after 10 games, sitting in fourth, Chelsea is generally posing a threat to Man City and Liverpool towards the title. I'm basing this statement on nah, bro. Man City nah, 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 nah. No, that that it just has to be because if City and Liverpool and if Liverpool lose, okay. if Liverpool lose and Chelsea, Chelsea's next two games are Crystal Palace and Watford, mm-hmm. right? So let's say six points in the bank, right? And Liverpool lose six points. You see where uh, you see where Crystal Palace is sitting right now. Oh yeah, no, obviously no, no, no. I'm just you know. Oh, okay, okay. No, I get you. Right. I get you. Go on, go on. So the team that's supposed so Chelsea is supposed to win at Stamford Bridge against Palace, right? Okay, go on. In all respects to Palace, mm-hmm. so Chelsea wins those two games. Liverpool mm-hmm. lose, right? The gap goes to is it um, six two? The gap goes to five points. That's five right. points, and we're still two points behind Manchester City. That's that's in it for the league, honestly. That's really in it for the league. I can't say we're not. Yes, we're not the favourites. We're not even close to being the favourites, I'm sure, in the bookies. But literally, we have nothing to lose because those aren't our ambitions. The league isn't our ambition. And literally taking it one game at a time with no pressure because Liverpool's going to have pressure when they go for the Club World Cup. And that's where their season is going to tell. So you think that's, that's the period in which Chelsea should take advantage of that? Or not just Chelsea. I mean, obviously, well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, will definitely right. exploit that time when Liverpool. I, I definitely have forgotten about that. Yeah, and that obviously, and that result too depends on the City Liverpool clash. If Liverpool win that game, and then they come back three games behind, um, three games in hand, and and Manchester City do win all those three, and they're still ahead of Manchester City. I mean, mm-hmm. psychologically, Liverpool would have won the league. Right. No, fair and fine, then. Fair and fine. So, yeah, I, I mean, good luck to you lot, but, like, I, I don't see it happening. Top four, yes, it looks... <laughs> top four, yeah. Top four definitely looks like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good season for you guys, but I don't think... Because I, even, you know, I feel like the Chelsea fans and Chelsea board would be happy with a top four finish, considering that Chelsea didn't have a transfer window and that, you know, Lampard, even though he's not experienced as a manager, he's done great things with the club so far. So, I mean, I would definitely take a top four finish for Chelsea. I definitely think um, all credit to Frank, but um, Jody Morris also has to be given a lot of credit. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Obviously, 100%. he knows a lot of the players. He's worked with them at youth level, and that's why it's just a perfect fit for for Chelsea. Nah, perfect. On and onto a cheeky story, bro. Do you think Harry Kane should consider leaving Spurs? Bro, I've said this since Harry Kane broke out. How good he is he? Though? The Perfect, bro. He's a striker. Yeah, you know, he's like, um, he, bro. He doesn't think when he gets in front of goal, bro. He's he's he, know, he, he knows what he, he know, yeah he knows what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, he knows he's... what he wants, bro. He will every angle, you know, acute weather. He knows where the mm-hmm. goal is. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, we he even saw it this culture, weekend. You know? Even yeah. even the goal yesterday. Even the goal yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So where do you... he can be any kind of striker? He can score out of nothing. A turn, shoot. He's every, you know, dream. He's got a first touch. He's strong. You know, he can score any kind of goal, and he should go to Manchester United. He thinks so. He's bro. He's the perfect kind of striker United would want. You know what I mean? He's the England captain. Yeah. He doesn't. He when he goes on a bad run of uh, 
uh, games, he's going to come back and he's going to score hat-trick after hat-trick and he's just going to be a savage. Because, I mean, funny that you said that. Just yesterday, Ole came out saying that United don't need to sign Kane. Well, obviously, that's what he's going to say when he sees Martial and Rashford combined. Because they and do obviously well. He wants to, yeah, and he wants to back his players. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. Obviously, he did... Um, the press conference before the game, he did say Harry Kane is a fantastic player and everything. And obviously, he just wants to, you know, bring some light back onto his players. I know he may be a fantastic player, but you lot too are also fantastic players. And we don't, in quotes, we don't need them. To keep the confidence of the strikers, basically. Yeah, but honestly, bro, if you, if, man, you go. And I agree 100% with what Roy Keane says. Go get Kane. And you should have gotten Kane way before you bought Lukaku. Because you would have bought Kane for 100 mil, and that's what Daniel Levy asked for. 100 mil for Kane back then? That's a bargain. Okay, so in theory, let's say he doesn't end up leaving Spurs for United. What other, what other team do you think would, would, would be a good suit for him? Um, honestly, I don't see Harry Kane leaving the Premier League. But, and then, having said that, there's no other club that could afford him besides. Manchester City probably, and I don't. City would never buy Harry Kane. Yeah, 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 yeah. That does, yeah. yeah, that doesn't look like something they would do for sure. The only other place I could picture him going is um, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. if that's even a possibility. But yeah, that's the only place I could picture him going. So final. But listen, game. maybe he could even go to. Buying Munich down the years when Lewandowski. Uh, I think they. I think that would be a good fit actually. I I hadn't even thought about that. That that would be a good fit for them. So final verdict: Do you think you you end up leaving Spurs though? If Spurs don't qualify for top four, yes. And so, I don't think they're going to qualify for top four. So I do see Harry Kane. Jeez, man, where is he going to go though? That's the see. That's the key thing right there. Because you know, he, United. You know what? Honestly, okay. I've criticized United on every episode we've had, right? Yeah, of course. But like now, I'm trying to look for a solution for for the club. Yeah. So let's say they don't sack Ole, and honestly, I'll ring him tomorrow and tell him to sign Kane. Does that does that work? Yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) Now what they need to do is what they need to do is yeah they they need to buy the right players. They don't need to panic buy, and that's what like Gary Neville and them have been saying. They shouldn't panic buy. Yeah. So if they if they want a striker, if they want a specific player, don't go for the second choice option. Okay, fair and fine. Make right, him your, your your initial target and go get him. No, you know, don't you. settle. That's the I problem. So if they if they obviously they want to recruit in January, if they can't get the initial targets, then don't buy. Keep right. Ole. Let give him his time that he he doesn't deserve, but give him the time oh, my that days. he, he said he doesn't deserve. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Go out in the summer and, and, you know, fix the squad. No, I hear you. I hear that. And switching focus real quick to the La Liga table, bro. With an unlikely leader. You know who the leader at the La Liga table is right now? It is the newly promoted team, isn't it? Granada. Granada. They're causing trouble, bro. They're causing trouble. They really are. They did beat Barcelona at... (laughs) At their, um, you know, home ground. And yeah. I, I think they have 13 different goal scorers Jeez, amongst their team. So, it's literally a team effort. That's mad. Because right now, the after 10 games, six wins, two draws, two losses, 20 points. Top of the table. I mean, Barcelona has a game in hand. But, yeah, you, you get you get the point. Yeah. You get the point. It's pretty mad. It's pretty mad. 
And uh, Barcelona play Valladolid tomorrow. And Valladolid is sitting right now on ninth position. You think, what do you, what do you make of that game? A Barcelona at home, always yeah. a win. Yeah. No, I mean, I, f- I probably won't argue that one. I probably won't argue that one. And how do you how do you feel uh, Griezmann has has fit into the team so far? Well, honestly, if we're gonna say if we're really gonna hype up the okay, okay, that performance aside, yes, they were playing. Um, who was it? They they were okay. They, they lost game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where was it? The one where Suarez, Messi, and and Griezmann both all scored. Yeah, they were playing. They yeah, were yeah. playing Iba. Okay, You're right. All respect to Iba. But I mean, um, listen, they did combine really well. It, it was nice to watch. Honestly, mm-hmm. it was nice to watch. And all three of them did get on the score sheet. Griezmann assisted um, Suarez, uh, Messi. Messi mm-hmm. assisted Suarez. So it was beautiful, honestly. And that's what you really hope for as a Barcelona fan. But I don't see it happening in the big games. And especially when they play the big games, it doesn't click for them. Always. Yeah. So what, what do you think? What position do you think Fitz Griezmann perfectly at at, at uh, Barcelona. Do you think it was a good buy for them, or was just one of those buys where you know we need a big name player to come into our club? Blah blah blah. Let's go get you know Griezmann because he's available. Because I think that the first option would have been you know Neymar to get Neymar back. But because uh, personally, right now I don't really see well, what the what the angle is with having Griezmann in the team. Because if I was going to play Griezmann, it would it would definitely be a false nine. But we've seen at times that he's been moved to the wing, you know, and having to, Honestly, to make something happen have, for Matt White. Yeah, I think it could have been a ploy to debilitate Atletico. Yeah, yeah. As well, obviously. I think with Real Madrid's problems, you know, in their squad, Atletico is the closest thing that could really contend for the league. Especially having Griezmann there and, and, and the like. But also, I don't... I think also it was... One of those things where it's coming from above. I think Luis Suarez hadn't been on the best, you know, form. He was a bit overweight. He was getting injuries, and Griezmann would be the perfect replacement for yeah. Luis Suarez in that position. Specifically, if you're gonna take Suarez out, right. then Griezmann and and maybe Firmino are the perfect players in that position. Now I hear you. But now, obviously. Um, there's no way you're going to separate those two South Americans, especially with the relationship he has with Messi. Um, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, I don't see Griezmann shining in that position. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously he's a proven goal scorer in, in La Liga. He's played 329 games, 138 goals, 53 assists. You know, those those are good numbers in the Liga, 100%. Yeah, because you know, yeah, yeah. because he played for... Um, is it Sociedad? Sociedad yeah. as well, yeah. Exactly, mm. exactly. So in the long run, do you think it's a good? It was definitely a good move for. I mean, both parties involved. You think it's a good move for Griezmann going to Barca, and it was a good move for Barca to get get the man. I think it was a good move for Griezmann to go to Barca. Obviously, in terms of his yeah. career, he says he wants to win. Sometimes you just have to go to your rival so you could win. And I, I want to play with Messi. And oh, fair enough, he doesn't want to play with Messi. Right. And and do you think uh, Valverde can lead Barca to the Champions League though? No. You don't think that's you don't think that's 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 their guy? No, honestly, bro. Yes, in terms of managers, they have a a larger influence on you know their teams and right. But Boss's system is so well known. I, I swear, 
the managers they do bring in a few things, but everyone knows Barcelona is gonna dominate the ball. Right, right. You know their movement amongst the front three is just you know exceptional, and they're gonna high press. So now mm-hmm. it just some it sometimes it really just um, falls down to your your big players, um, you know, shining for you. And what do you listen, think? What Messi, do you think? Yeah. No, go on, go on, real quick. And obviously, listen, Messi. Messi, if they get past Liverpool um, at Anfield, they win. You know what I mean? And Messi, Suarez, they all disappeared at Anfield. Coutinho, they disappeared. I can't really blame the coach. What do you want the coach to do in that situation? You know what I mean? <laughs> really? So, so you are you saying that Valverde is not the right fit for Barcelona or are you saying he can't do any, any better than he's actually doing right now? No, he can't do better than anything he's actually doing right now. I, I think yeah. it's like Pochettino. Right, I th- he's a fantastic coach. He's one of the best in the game right now. Mm-hmm. But there's just not much he can do to elevate this Tottenham team. Right now, I hear you because I mean, there's been talk of Xavi taking over from from Valverde if he's going to leave Barcelona. That is exactly what needs to happen. Yeah, what do, what 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 do you think? Val, what do you think Xavi? Sorry, would would bring that extra that extra push that you know could take him to the next level? What do you think Xavi brings to the table? Because obviously he's not a proven coach, but he's definitely a proven player for, for, for Barcelona. I think in terms of motivation, mm-hmm. it would be a different kind of motivation coming from someone who's one who's who, done it all. Who knows about the club as well. And who knows about the club, exactly. No, for sure, he will inter- reintroduce that 100% Catalonian and Barcelona, that La Masia, the experience back. He will... As much as he will look upon to Messi to always do, you know, what Messi does, mm-hmm. he will find different ways to support Messi in the squad, you know? And the, the trust and the relationship between Messi and Xavi will be will, what will lead Barcelona to, to do greater things, I think. But I mean, with all due respect, Messi, 30, what is he, 32 now? Yeah, 32. 32. What, what more can he do? How, how, long, how, how much longer do you think he can be stay at the top for? Um, the thing is with Messi is, I guess he's just a bit different because the fact that he has a final pass on him, you know? Right. Makes so, a huge difference. Yeah, but I think Messi will have maybe, I think he has two seasons left in him. I think mm-hmm. if he doesn't, obviously his main ambition right now is to win the Champions League. 100%. Because he promised so, that to the fans last season and he didn't do yeah. it. And I don't think they're going to get it this season, so maybe next season will be his last chance to get it. Interesting, interesting. And moving that on even to... else around him as well is getting yeah, older. Old, right, yeah. right. No, I hear you. And moving on to a very, very unlikely story, bro. Okay. Since Zlatan just, you know, lost out to uh, LAFC in the MLS playoffs. Conference finals, they, yeah. Right. There's been, been talk of him heading over to uh, Napoli. Because their sporting director has been mm. saying that this Latin will be a driving force for Napoli, which is which I find very interesting. Because I mean, we all know Zlatan, proven goal scorer everywhere he's gone, but the age factor now—that's for me—that's just the biggest thing. He's thirty-eight. He's done it all, you know. I I don't need to say anything on Zlatan. Like we all know who Zlatan is. What What do you think Napoli are trying to get from this signing if they're gonna you know pursue it in the long run? 
they're trying to get someone who it's like adding Ronaldo to that Juventus team. Exceptional team. Right. But they need something Extra. to get them over the line. Yeah. They need someone to, you know, to have that aura in the dressing room. But what's Napoli's well. goal though? What's Napoli's goal? That's an interesting one. I think yeah. Napoli by now should be contending for the league. Yeah, that's sure. their, I mean, that's last their season, ambition. Last season, they just lost out to to Juve in the final three games of the season. This season so far, they've started, I mean, hasn't been anything crazy. Sitting in fourth position right now, nine games played, five wins, two draws, 17 points. Five points off the, no, six points off the top of the, uh, of the league. So, I mean, your color. So, I mean, Napoli, the last couple of seasons have been finishing third. I mean, right. second. Second, third, second, third, second, third, you know, just in yeah. around that and, area. Um, in Sari's time, they were what is it? They lost the league by a point. Yeah. And there's just a lot of because look, they have uh, their their team is is exceptional. Right. Their team is exceptional. And um, adding Zlatan to that team, I mean, they have Lorente and Milik mm-hmm. as the outright number nines, and Lorente is a way better. I mean, Zlatan is a way way better Lorente. You know, in terms of maybe if you're gonna put it on his head. Right and things like that, and I th- I think Zlatan would be able to cope in La Liga. He's played in there before. He knows the league, and it's not as if they're going to look to to him to play fifty games a season. So it's just about Zlatan if he's willing to accept that kind of challenge. You know, sometimes he's coming off the bench, and so do sometimes you think, not even getting in the game week. So do you think he'd be a catalyst for Napoli to go towards the title now? Because I mean, obviously, if he's going to come in, it's probably going to come in in January or next season he's going to be 39 by then because his birthday is actually yeah his birthday was just this month actually and I uh, think he would be a catalyst honestly if yeah. if you start Zlatan up top and he's playing in around and you've got Irving Lozano yeah and uh, Insigne and Dries Mertens playing in and around him and Callejon you know all these little clever players around him then yeah, no, Zlatan would be very dangerous, bro. He scores goals out of nothing, honestly. That's so yeah, Zlatan's yeah. Name. So do you think, hundred percent? Are you confident? Okay, would that help challenge for a title? Yes, it would. I don't think they will still beat Juventus because, as long as Ronaldo's there, I think Juventus will win every league. No, fair enough. But it would fair help enough. them to you know, um, it would elevate their team to greater lengths. No, 100%. I hear you. So, perfect. I mean, I guess that's what we'll leave it at today, Junior. You have anything else to add? Um, you're not going to talk about Jose Mourinho going to Tottenham? I mean, we talked about that on the last episode, though. I don't, oh. really, I don't, I don't think... I don't think he's a... He, I don't think he should make that move. I think he... You don't think so? No. There's nothing else he can give to Tottenham that they don't really have. Obviously, yeah, you know, we know Mourinho psychologically, he's he's the best. He's the best manager when it comes to motivating players and all that good stuff. But I honestly don't think that's that's the best move for him. I think there's talk, talk of him going to uh, Dortmund as well. I think that would be a good move. Be oh, very, you think so? It would be very interesting to see what he could do with Dortmund. 100%. You think you'd fit Dortmund, especially with their philosophy and kind of way they want to play, you know, open and attacking football. But at the end of the time, at the end of the day, sorry, they're also a dogged team. You know what I mean? Like Dortmund, just yeah, sometimes most of the time actually they play pretty football, but they can also you know fight. Yeah, you know how Mourinho, you know how Mourinho plays, bro. 
like they can fight because you know even those years when they were playing really well in the Champions League when they beat Madrid 4-4-1 you know it wasn't just pretty football they were working hard behind the ball as well and I feel like Mourinho could definitely bring that and you know make a difference with them 100% yeah and then I'm gonna leave you with one more question my brother go on Arsenal (laughs) Football Club The Arsenal, the Arsenal, the Arsenal. We all know what their problem. I mean, as we've said in the past episodes, they lack leadership. First things first, there's no leadership at the club. And this, as we've seen, we've it's been going on for the past, I'd say, fifteen years. Fifteen years. And it sounds far, but it's you know it's actually realistic because obviously they had Galas as the captain. No, that's just what it is, bro. You don't. I. I never. I. I don't know. Maybe someone could prove me wrong, and yeah, you know, with feedback, I, I don't think any other club has sold. And this is not like players, yeah, tiring yeah. has sold yeah, yeah, more sold. captains exactly. than yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we have Galas off the top of my head. We have Kashani refused to stay with the club for an extra season. Van Persie sold to United. Fabregas from Marlin to Barcelona. Fabregas yeah. to Barcelona. All these Vieira. These are leaders. These are leaders in the team, and they're just you know letting go of them. Obviously, we can't even put Shaka in the same sentence as Tony Adams and past captains. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to back the captain, yeah, and even just look at the 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 players that they had in and around the captaincy, whether vice captain or captain, exactly. All of them, Cazola, who was a leader, left. Monreal, who was one of their leaders, left. Bro, this is just this. This is shambolic, bro. That's not how you run a club, bro. No, hundred. Don't let all your leaders go. Most of the experienced players that know the values of the club go. Even if you're trying to rebuild. Yeah. So Arsenal Football Club, man. Firstly, so do you give Emery another another year? What can he bring to the club, though, bro? Because for me, I I don't even think he is a problem. I feel like, yeah, Arsenal is, is a headache. Arsenal said, I, I, I honestly don't know what the way forward for the club is. I, yeah. I think um, the thing is with um, United and, and, and Arsenal is, it's obviously in terms of the investment. And obviously, Arsenal also relies on the youth system and the youth policy. But I also feel that there is pressure on Emery, but... He also needs to be given a substantial amount of investment. Yeah, as well. for sure, I know. Because obviously, Arsenal, as I was saying, and I was laughing about it, you know, Kroenke, the owner of the, is it the Rams? He's just invested like a billion dollars into a new stadium. But like now, just looking at Arsenal, like literally paying installments a sum of what seventy-two million for Pepe, and that mm. just that kind of like shows you what the ambitions as a club are. You know what I mean? Like yeah, considering as well, yeah. Like, um... Like this is Arsenal, like how they paid out. Um, they're giving max contracts to you know their players at the Rams as well. You you know what I mean, bro? Like for me, I can't, you know, because you can only put so much blame on Emery. You know what I mean? And even if I was to pick a captain, obviously for me it would be a much simpler decision. I'll just go with Obama Yang. But for me, Obama Yang is more of a leader through the way he plays, but not like in the restroom, (laughs) in the dressing room. Sorry. (laughs) But the the Arsenal board have. Called an emergency meeting with Granite Jacques as yeah, well. They need to discuss. Um, what, what? How would you have reacted yesterday, though, if you're Jacques? Look, obviously, I would have been disappointed, and but also antagonizing fans. Is, I don't think is the right way to do. No, it. but bro, 
he's being subbed off. Okay, obviously, as a player, you're not going to be happy when you're being subbed off. Fair and fine. Yeah, and we had but the substitution he, was cheered for. No, we said cheered or jeered? Cheered. They cheered the substitution. Yeah, exactly. I mean. yeah, 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 exactly, bro. Like, you know what I mean? That kind of, as a player, bro, you're the captain of a club. And you're being subbed off, you know. And in all fairness to him, he, he wasn't the worst player on the pitch. Right? Yeah, exactly, bro. And like, the way the fans reacted, man, like, I, I don't know. Today, Hector Bellerino was saying that, you know, we're all humans at the end of the day, for real. And, like, I really agree with him, bro. And, you know, if anything, I just need your support as my fans. So, if you're not going to support me and just actually cheer for my substitution, bro, it's too long. Honestly, too long. yeah, I know. Um, obviously, both, you know, uh, in terms of... Okay, the Arsenal fans are, are not are wrong for, you know, for, for that. It's their club captain. Right. And yes, they may not like him, but I don't think any player deserves to be booed off by yeah, any exactly. set of fans, whether, no, no. You, you know, based that's, on your performances. That's, that's not a good look. It's not a good look. Yeah, but honestly, I don't think... Xhaka is the professional. He's the one that gets paid to do this. You have to deal with all the emotions that come with the game. And I don't think... You, can only, have... you can only deal with it for so much, for so long, Junior, sorry. No, honestly, I think you just need to be patient about it. You need to, okay, get off the field, right? And he's going to be asked about it in a press conference. He's a, he's a club captain. Address the situation in a respectable way, you know what I mean? I don't think cupping his ear and then, you know, antagonizing them and, you know, saying, okay, boo me more, you know what I mean? And then swearing yeah. at them at the end is the right thing to do. Yeah, it's a massive. Because, I mean, if you're already having problems on the pitch, the last thing you want is problems off the pitch. So, yeah, it's gonna, exactly. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting how see how Arsenal reacts to this, the whole situation. And I don't see him staying as Arsenal captain. Captain, for, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's going to be very Honestly, interesting. Honestly, and I'm sure he, you know, he's, and I'm not saying he's a weak character or anything, but I'm sure... Mm-hmm. He doesn't want the weight of this responsibility anymore, especially when he feels that people aren't on his side. And I'm sure right. he might even say that, listen, take it off me. It's fine. I didn't ask for this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky, man. It's a madness. But yeah. And then after that, who do you give? So you just you end up just giving it to Pierre. Yeah, I'll just... I mean, that's our, that's our only option. Or maybe... I don't know how vocal Leno is and how, you know... For me, those are the only two options, I, I would say. Or even Gunduzi, just be cheeky and give it to Gunduzi. To a nineteen-year-old, yeah, why not? Honestly, if it's based on performance and uh, yeah, yeah, we I mean, all, give it to yeah, for sure. I mean, and he also seems vocal. Like, if we're actually being honest, like you know, bro, he's actually the general in that. He's a leader. Role. He's definitely yeah, leader. and, and he even he leads by example as well. Right, exactly. So yeah, I'll definitely give it to Gunduzi or Pierre. Simple decision for me. But on that note, thank you very much, guys, for listening to our episode today. And as always, joined by Junior on the other end of this mic. And yeah, be sure to follow us on Instagram at One Touch Podcast. We just created a Twitter as well. Our podcasts are now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So yeah, tune in and be sure to listen in next week because I have a huge surprise for you guys. Big, big guest coming through. So yeah, Junior, take care, my bro. Are you inviting troops on the podcast? Instead <laughs> <laughs> of inviting troops, uh, Baza, bro. But yeah, guys, take care and be sure to tune in next week. Cheers.